The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following presentation is brought to you by HaHaJK.com. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, this is Brett Gursky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. This is episode number 15. It is Friday, January 11th. 2013. I can't believe it's 2013. It's our first show of the new year. Back from the holiday break. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, it's back to business here in Los Angeles. Yesterday was Oscar nomination day, which is like Christmas morning here in Hollywood. Uh, they made the announcements yesterday, 5.30 a.m. Pacific time. It's all anybody's been talking about since. So who better to have as my guest today on On the List than movie expert himself, Ben Lyon. Christmas morning? It seems like a lot of people got coal in their stockings. Wow. Christmas morning. Well, but if you got nominated, it, to be the, it was the, a gift. the theme of the morning. Wow. That, that's every, right? It's, as much as it is a time for people to celebrate their films getting nominated and the performances we all kind of expected, it seems like the big story coming out of yesterday were the, the snubs. Isn't they it? always are, but these ones right. feel Different. a little more monumental in yeah. some way. It's interesting because you sort of overlook the people who did get nominated because the talk is all about those who didn't. And sure. in a way, maybe... It's always, there's always a snub story. Always, right. But, you know, it's different about... There were three snubs that I think are huge. There's a lot. But there's three that I feel like were people that could have won. That normally doesn't happen. Normally, it's like you get snubbed and then, you know, well, maybe the nomination would have been their win anyway. You're talking but about in Ben this Affleck. Case, so Ben Affleck for Argo. I thought he was going to win. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the movie's chances. Right. Last night at the Critics' Choice Awards, right. the, the organization that I'm a member of and vote in. Yeah, and you had a great seat, we, I saw yeah. you, on television. Right we, voted, um, we, voted in, uh, we voted for Ben Affleck to win, yeah. and we voted, and then they voted for Argo Best to win picture, Best right. Picture. So how will his lack of a nomination in the Oscars affect the Best Picture race is also kind of interesting. Right, and then the we'll get to all of them. We'll go category by category, but the second snub that I actually was very surprised about was John Hawks for Best Actor for the session. Yeah, that was a what film that, that that needed this type of nomination in order to right. get more people to see it. And Hawks is a guy who was nominated in recent years, I think. Yeah, right? Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone alongside Jennifer Lawrence. And he, uh, yeah, he, he missed out. I mean, I, I, the acting categories, I understand. Like, I don't really know who you would have taken out of that best actor race. I would, I would have taken out Denzel Washington, I think. I wasn't that into flight. But that's a film that a lot of people seem to enjoy and be surprised yeah. by. They expected it to be one thing okay. or something else. And right. they also gave it for original screenplay to John Gatons. So right, right, right. They clearly like that movie. But don't you think maybe John Hawks also was affected by Joaquin Phoenix because people didn't think he was going to get in? Yeah, and it's funny to see Joaquin kind of playing the game now. <laughs> right. He was sitting at table over for oh, us. Oh, he went. Last night and you know, I was kind of surprised. He never said he doesn't like awards. He said he doesn't like campaigning. Like to be told, yeah, that they're great. So, right, but I that's guess. okay. I mean, but he's not like anti-Oscars. He's well, just that, anti-campaigning. That's campaigning. the thing now is that, that the, the whole campaigning part of it is yeah. really common knowledge, I feel like, and public knowledge at this right. point. And 
you kind of saw the effect of it in the nomination. So it's I think these, these organizations like the Academy or the Hollywood Farm Press or even us at the Film Critics, it, it, it's it's kind of it's like you almost have like a gotcha moment where it's like see <laughs> right. the campaigning you guys fell for it right and i feel like that kind of happened with with some of the films and nominations but with john hawks um helen hunt was nominated for supporting actress so they did see the movie and they did support the movie yeah, so but that's how can why you how can you nominate helen hunt without, and him. without him right uh, certain, i actually thought certain if, performances i genuinely believe are linked to each other and right. there was a snub a couple years ago for ryan gosling and blue valentine exactly right they gave it to michelle williams <laughs> right. but how can you nominate her without him? Without like, him. There's certain parts that are just really interconnected, and, it, I, and I think that the John Hawks example is one of them. Yeah, and I actually thought it was going to be like a return for Jennifer Lawrence and John Hawks, who were both in Winter's Bone. I thought they were both going to have these like big, you know, as much as if, she if I were voting for the Oscars, I would vote for Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty. Right. Your fabulous technician here thinks I'm crazy, but wow, yeah. Well, we'll go but category by category. But, but after but seeing the Critics' Choice last night, oh, yeah. and seeing Jennifer Lawrence just clean up, yeah. and seeing all the nominations at the Oscars for Silver Linings yeah. for De Niro and Jackie Weaver and Bradley Cooper and David O. Russell, the whole thing, right? That's also the product of Harvey working the system to right. some extent. People really responded to that movie. But I think now Jennifer Lawrence is probably the favorite at the Oscars over Chastain. Right. Well, you mentioned Harvey Weinstein. I mean, the last th- two years, he had two in a row, arti- uh, The Artist last year and um, King's Speech the year before. He has this way of just, I don't know, convincing everybody that his movie is the well, best no, picture Well, no, I think year. he also, like, was behind a lot of really good movies. Yeah, and, no, they are good. every but, year... Uh, but he steals people's year, thunder, you know, every, like, sure. like Social every, Network. Two he's years a big ago. presence, you know, yeah. he's, and, and he champions and fights for his movies, so... You see, like, almost with Jennifer Lawrence this year, it kind of reminds me of, I think he worked with Gwyneth Paltrow on Shakespeare oh, yeah. in Love and right. just, like, championed her to get an Oscar. But he also got Shakespeare in Love to beat Saving Private Ryan, which yeah. was the first time people were like, what is going well, on here? Well, you know, every year there's a movie that is kind of about uh, an unconventional American family or an American story, and you see it with The, the Kids Are All Right or, or The Fighter. Right, which was also the same, same director. Yeah, and, and now with... with um, Silver Linings Playbook, that's like kind of the choice this year for that quirky, intimate family right. comedy. Or it's Little Miss Sunshine. You know, yeah. there's been a lot of movies in the last 15 years that kind of capture that, and that's this so year's that's movie. So that's this year's yeah. movie. Um, and the third one that, that surprised me, oh, there's a couple reasons why it surprised me, but Leonardo DiCaprio for Django yeah, Unchained. Yeah, there's you didn't something think weird going happen? on. I, didn't, I, I, I think Leo is the best actor in the world who's never won an Oscar <laughs> I know. at this point. And what my fear is is that this is going to happen for 30 years. Right. And then he's going to get an honorary Oscar. <laughs> right. Peter or, O'Toole. Like, yeah, he's going to get an Oscar for the wrong but role. But he's still so young that he's got to win soon. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz, you know, is in the same movie and right. has won before and right. is a little older. And but the he was Academy also – a little older. I, I don't thought, know. And I don't know how much Leo plays the game now. I don't know much how much he has but to. But Christoph felt to. more like a lead to me. I saw Django Unchained the other night. Yeah. And it felt like he and Jamie Foxx were the leads. And Leo was a true supporting actor. He came in and you changed the couldn't tone of the wait movie. to see Great what Leo was going to do. Great supporting performances change the tone of movies. Right. And that's what I don't really understand about this Tommy Lee Jones, Lincoln <laughs> stuff. Because right. I don't understand how that movie goes in a different direction when he comes on screen or like <laughs> right. changes the real tone or feel of the movie. You think of the best supporting character performances, there's just like a different energy when they're on screen. Right. Javier Bardem in No Country, Heath in Batman, obviously. Exactly. Um, well, that's what Leo felt even like. Even looking like, at this year's nominees, like Philip Seymour Hoffman or Anne Hathaway, right. 
those are performances that, that change the tone of the movie. Right. And I, I didn't see that from Christoph Waltz. Right. Really. He's the constant in the movie. Yeah. And he was so good in Inglorious Bastards, which was also he Karen, changes you the know. tone of that movie. Exactly. Inglorious Bastards. Right. So if they had to give it to someone from Django, it should have been Leo. We'll get to that category because there's some facts and figures about did it. Did you like but Django? I did like it. Yeah, did me you? Too. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It, it's it's uh it's a movie that has sparked more conversation. Yeah. In, well, than any movie I've seen in recent years. Right. I feel like I got a huge debate over dinner last really? night with like eight dudes all talking black saying white, what that it's offensive all different or no? st- yeah just uh, taking it away uh, just as an entertaining piece of film but also as a social commentary and racist and this, but I that, thought the other. characters that were so racist were like deplorable they weren't celebrated nobody wants to hear like two like privileged white kids sitting around Fine. talking about Django okay. so let's keep it to the okay. awards well let's no, um, I just saved everybody okay. some time well here <laughs> let's um what I want to do today is sort of like uh, what we started, which is like an Oscar nomination special, since this mm-hmm. is the first time I've had a podcast during the Oscars. And also, because it's the first show of 2013, just a 2012 wrap-up. Okay. And so you're known for, like, publishing this list of ten movies at the end of the year. I feel like everybody has a, well, a yeah. right now to, like, have their top ten. That's true. You're starting to see more people do it. But you it. did it on E. You, you would yeah. always go on their daily ten, and you would say, these are my ten movies. Yeah. I noticed this year you posted a list on Instagram. And you didn't put it in preference order. You did alphabetical. I know. Some people think it's a cop-out. But I think it's really hard to sit here and say, okay, this was the sixth best movie right. and that's the eighth best movie. Right. I like to have one film that right. is clearly that my, my favorite. And then the rest can just be alphabetical. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So let's it's go tough through. This year. It's it funny. It's tough. like you get to October and you're like <laughs> – I can't imagine what's going to be on my list. Maybe like two or three things. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, December, by December the Christmas break comes and you're like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I also try to now with my list to not really say like this is the best. I'm telling you what's better than other stuff. These are just my favorites. But a few years ago, you were one of the first champions of the Hurt Locker. And yeah. that went all the way to Best Picture. And I remember thinking, wow, Ben Lyon said that first. Well, I remember seeing that at the Toronto Film Festival two years before it really came out. Oh, right. Oh, okay. And sometimes at festivals, you'll get like a film that comes out really early like right. that. Little Birds at Sundance, the Juno Temple movie. Yeah. That was Sundance 2011, but it didn't I remember really that. come out till 2012. Right. So Sometimes I'm like, well, should I, I would have put the Hurt Locker on my top ten list the year before because I saw it during <laughs> right. that year. Right. But I don't think that's really fair to the audience and everybody else who gets a chance yeah. to see him. So, yeah, that was you know that's that's one that also benefits from the awards push. Well, that was during the year with James Cameron and Avatar. So everyone was distracted by Avatar yeah. making billions Which of dollars. Which was also on my list. I think right. that was up there. Yeah, but I, you, it was, Hurt Locker was like the little engine that could that yeah. year. And so your number one this year is Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? Yeah. I actually saw an advanced screening of it, too, through Fox Searchlight. Nice. And so – and it was a Q&A with Ben Zeitlin and with Quavon Janae and yeah. with Dwight Henry. So I got to see, like – it was one of those early on, you don't know anything about it, you get to hear the That's director the talk about it. That's the same way I kind it. of experienced it. I yeah. saw it it's at a, a novelty festival, when you get to and it was – I looked at my schedule, and it was, oh, it's – Thursday at 3 o'clock, and I have three hours. What's right. playing? And oh, the title is, is so wild. misleading. You Great. don't know what you're going to see. It's almost like a foreign film trapped in an American story in right. some way that's just yeah. bursting out of its you know conventional kind of, uh, I don't know, setup. But yeah. it's, it's well acted. And I, Incredibly I think something acted. said. Uh, a lot of my movies I've noticed in the last couple of years that have been the top of my list, see Nombre, which was a Spanish yeah. language oh, right. film. I remember that. Like, it doesn't have big stars, and I think there's something to be said. Now, we know so much about celebrities and, uh, you know, and, and who they're dating and what they're eating and where they work out <laughs> right. and, uh, that it's hard to sometimes really lose yourself in, in a performance. And uh, right. having unknowns, I think, can, can really make that 
uh, yeah, a little you, easier in 2013. That's just the way it is. In Beast, you really believe that that was a father and daughter, you know? And when they came out for the Q&A Yo, this, after, I'm going to sound like, crazy for this, but like I said, I saw this in May at, at Cannes and didn't know any of the players behind it. I right. know it played at Sundance, but it was just off my right. I missed it. Yeah. And I thought she was a dude for the first, like, <laughs> 25 minutes of it when she's like, I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm like, is that a boy? Like, is that a girl? I haven't like, heard that yet. It was weird. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, call me an idiot, but no. I, was, I didn't know anything about it. And I walked in and I was like, who is this? person but what was it about the movie that made it your number one um because because it was unafraid because it it fit my criteria for for best picture which is that it changes the way you look at filmmaking and change the way you look at your own life and the world in general it doesn't have to be monumental in either of those ways but i think that film changes the way you look at how movies are made and and what choices directors can make with those beautiful montages of those giant bison or buffalo and then to have a performance like that that's so, like, unafraid and, and, and fearless at, at six years old or whatever she was when she shot yeah, that. Yeah, six years old. And then just in terms of the way it changes, you know, it makes you question your own survival and if how you would, you know, bond with your family against adversity. And I don't know. And just to find the beauty in, in, in broken dreams in some level like yeah. you, you, or the, the broken American dream or when she goes to that strange – buy you like kind of strip bar club or whatever and meets that woman and right. is she real is she a dream oh that's right yeah it's just a magical movie I know it sounds really sappy and lame to say but no it's true it really is when you see it against the kind of the other slates of films which are all very good this year and interesting theme too a lot of movies this year on the list of not just my favorites but also the the Oscar lists or you, you already know the outcome yet you're still right it's like Titanic on the edge of your seat <laughs> right. right you know the boat's going to sink right. but you're you're still pulling for them to be safe right. um, well i think that's Lincoln, the thing with, you know he's going to go exactly. to the theater argo right. you know they're going to get out of there <laughs> right. zero dark 30 you know they're going to get yeah, that's there's a lot of movies you already know the outcome you know Jamie Foxx is going to kill all the white people right. in Django. So. well that was a little surprising <laughs> the way it went down but, but, but yeah you, you still know yeah what's that's a good point but i think seat. that's the same with every movie every romantic comedy you know they're going to get together yeah you go see it yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I always like to think though. with romantic comedies, the best ones, you can imagine a life for them when the movie's over. Yeah. You picture them 10 years from <laughs> yeah. when you walk out of the theater. Right. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I Well, there was a great quote in Beasts about how every little piece fits together. I can't think of the exact quote right now, but, you yeah. know, she – her delivery of the lines was like so powerful. This six-year-old girl. You know, it's it's, it's, it's really. Yeah, I remember the Fox Searchlight people back in May at Cannes being like, "It's like this year's Slumdog." And right. Sometimes you you think, okay, a studio is just kind of selling me, and that's their like pitch to get people. Excited. But Fox Searchlight's different. They only really acquire things that are. But it, it made sense really in, the, in the idea of like, here's a cast of completely unknowns, right. a child actor who's going to shock you. Um, so oh, it wasn't eligible for SAG, movie. right? Because they're not SAG actors. Yeah, I mean the guy. I think Dwight Henry was working. <laughs> he was in like a baker, a baker yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's, it's not up for SAGs. But for people looking to prognosticate the Oscars, yeah, the SAG awards and the Critics' Choice Awards traditionally are better indicators than, than the, the Golden, Golden Globes. Yeah, the Golden sure. Globes is one big celebrity love fest and yeah. party. And, no one really even knows who the Hollywood Foreign Press is. I know a couple of them. They're characters. Aren't they like six? It's they're like six they're guys. out of their mind. They're, they're literally batshit crazy right. people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, the, you look at the SAG Awards and everybody who's won for an acting category where they're playing somebody who existed in real life uh-huh. – 
goes on to win at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. So that's Sandra true. Bullock recently in the blind side. Sean Penn in Milk. That year he kind of upset Mickey Rourke. Well, yeah. He saw that he wanted the Sags for playing Harvey Milk. Well, that's why John Hawk's playing a real guy. I really was. I thought if anyone could upset Daniel Day-Lewis Daniel Day-Lewis Day Day playing right. a real guy. Right. But we're already talking. Everyone's already Ars talking Whitaker about Whitaker playing a real guy. Right. Jamie, Lee, uh, Jamie Foxx playing uh, Ray Charles. Charlize in Monster. Yeah. Helen right. Mirren in The Queen. Like, if you win at <laughs> right. the Sags for playing someone real, you'll go on and win at the Oscars. Right. Aaron Brockovich, yep. for example. Um, so your, uh, the rest of your list, I, I, I'll read it off to you. Argo, uh, Django Unchained, End of Watch, Frank and Weenie, Lawless, Moonrise Kingdom, Rust and Bone, Searching for Sugarman, Zero Dark Thirty. It's a strong list. Thanks, of 10 man. Movies. I like to have a, a family film usually on there when, right. it's a, when it works. And Frank and Weenie was from Tim Burton, and, right. and is really cool. Nobody saw it. I know. Uh, I kind of came and went. It's a really sweet. I feel like it got lost. It's, a, a, lot it's of, a fun movie for anybody who just loves movies. Right. Like, I'm, ter- I'm terrified of dogs in real life. Really? I'm really uneasy around dogs. A little scared. I love <laughs> Frankenweenie, so that shows you how good it is. Um, but Lawless was a movie that kind of came and yeah. went as well. The last time we had you on, it was right before Lawless came out. In I remember, August, and you yeah. really liked it. Yeah. I really did like it. And Shy is great in it. And Chastain's really good in it. And Tom Hardy, I think, should have been in the conversation for supporting actor. He's great yeah. in it. Very restrained performance. Nobody went and saw that. So, I mean, that's just a – it's kind of a commercial movie, but I, I liked it. And that's not to say – you know, Silver Linings didn't make my Well, list. no, that's the one that I would have – I was surprised. I When I looked at your list, I checked it again. I was like, where's Silver yeah, Linings? That's playbook? a movie I really enjoyed. I, I just didn't like it more than the other ones. Really? I don't know why. I wasn't blown away For by For me, it by Silver Linings and Argo, I think, were my top two. Argo's really good, and, and that's the big snub, I think, is Affleck, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, Silver Linings would have been on my honorable mention if that counts for You anything. did. You did have yeah. honorable mention. I liked it, but I just wasn't blown. And I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a diehard Philadelphia right. Eagles fan. So I, I tried to put that bias aside. Um, but, yeah, I, it's – What was it about Silver Linings? Um, I thought the third act was a little contrived and took away from the reality of the movie. Like, the movie does a really good and careful job of painting the picture of somebody who's dealing with mental illness in an authentic way. Like, that's yeah. why it works is that you believe this guy is real and he's struggling with these things. And then that third act seems so forced in Hollywood and a big dance number. And I just – well, yeah. Well, there's a there's a something in the he he fi- figures something out. At this point, people have seen. It, I guess right? no, no, no. It actually hasn't even gone wide yet. I think we're very well, we're very privileged in LA. The we, whole we movie think, they're working towards this big dance. No, no, no. That, but yeah. I'm saying right before that, he has this realization. He figures something out, and that's where the third. Is. So that to yeah, you was, that for you I, was a little. I don't contract. know. I I almost thought Chris Tucker was underutilized. He, not, of not, not in terms of just being funny, but Chris Tucker's a really good actor, right. and I just. Didn't think he fit into the movie that well. His last movie before Silver Linings Playbook, Rush Hour 3. Uh, it's <laughs> nice to see him outside of your, your Ratner world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we worked together on but that. He's, I mean, he's killer he's, in Dead Presidents. He's yeah. awesome in Fifth Elements. Like, he has the Those were all before Rush Hour. To do really well. Yeah. In, in, in a, in a I was glad world. to see him on stage last night at the Critics' Choice Yeah, Awards it was kind They of won cool Best Ensemble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he looked genuinely moved. That movie, that movie has a chance. It really does. People really like it. That movie, like, and Harvey behind it. I mean, I think it's, I think Ar- you have to take Argo out of the Best Picture race because uh, they didn't honor Affleck. And same with Zero Dark Thirty. It speaks volumes that I can't think of a film that won Best Picture when the director wasn't even nominated. Sometimes the last time sometimes, was Driving Miss Daisy. I just heard that yesterday. That's yeah, pr- 1989. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, th- I think you have to look at Zero Dark and Argo as falling out of the race. So then who is it? It's Lincoln, right. which had 12 nominations, which is a little ridiculous. Right. And the record is 13. Oh, right. Lincoln's not on your list. And then – which I, I honestly didn't really even like Lincoln right. that much. Um, and then uh, – 
and then Silver Lining Spray Playbook's probably the the un, like the number two contender. Yeah, the best and it's choice. got Harvey Weinstein behind yeah, it. So. Yeah, there's a there's some fun facts actually with Silver Lining. So I'll, I'll get to that. Let's talk about Best Picture. We'll go category by category. Okay. You'll, you'll tell me. We just kind of we just kind of just did Best Picture. No, well, we did. Well, All I right. didn't. Well, I didn't say the nine. So no. nine get nominated. This what do you weird. think about the ten? The five to ten thing. I, I think, think it should be five or ten. I not, think it should be five or ten. I agree. Not in and between. Yeah, I think it's weird, and and the whole point of it was to open it up to more commercial movies, but. Nowadays, uh, you know, films find their audience, and, and, and movies like Silver Linings Playbook can become commercial. Right. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Right. Well, the, so I'm, the, not, I'm all good with the top ten. Like, if you want to do ten best pictures, that's right. Fine. Well, that's the thing. To me, it's five or ten. But yeah. to do this weird voting where okay. it's seven, maybe nine, eight, yeah, right? Because it's for the element of surprise. But the Hollywood Foreign Press did that one year, the year that The Great Debaters uh, was out. For some reason, they had seven pictures in the best dramatic <laughs> category. I don't know. I don't know what their rules why. are there. Yeah, oh, interesting. Hollywood Foreign Press. Can do yeah, they can want. do whatever they want. Um, so best picture of the year for this year, and the nine movies are Amour, which is a French movie, mm-hmm. which is the only one on the list that I haven't seen, um, Argo, Beast of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. I think it's a good list. It's a really good list. There no, were six that were n- locks. There were six. Right. No animated movie this oh, year. Right. Nothing. Well, they the, have their no own category. Yeah, yeah, but right. in the years past, you'd see yeah. Up and, and Toy, Toy Story, Story 3. 3. Right. Uh, no um, uh, big bo- like blockbuster movie. No Batman. No Skyfall. Right. Kind of surprised. Well, Sky that's Fall. why. It's like just give the 10th slot to something I like thought, that. I thought, you know, when District 9 got a nomination for Best oh, Picture. Right. Um, uh, you know, that, that was the big blockbuster kind of movie of that year. Right. Um, the surprises, I guess, were Beasts of Southern Wild. Was that a surprise? I think, really? I, well, it wasn't a lock. The other ones were kind of wow. locks. I guess I don't, don't you think? know. I, I mean, I, I wanted it to be, but I... I just figured that's Fox Searchlight's big well, now, like, yeah. pony in the in the race, so yeah. to speak. And True. it's really good. So. And Django Unchained, I wasn't sure if that would right. break through. And then Amour was... was I thought even maybe Moonrise Kingdom would sneak in right. there. That probably... I think that would have might have been... That might have been the 10th. Either yeah. Moonrise Kingdom or Skyfall, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I liked Moonrise a lot. Yeah. Those kids were there last yeah. night. And they were like having so much fun. I think it, commercials running. Oh, around. really? Yeah. Imagine you're that little dude. <laughs> right. And you're like at an event. It like looked that. really fun. I've, have they it, ever done it like that before, where the critics are sitting with the? The critics always sit at the table yeah. with the people, and it's um, it's, it's a, nice, a little awkward sometimes. Well, yeah. Uh, but it was in a big airport hangar in Santa Monica. Uh, okay. So uh, it was kind of weird. Everybody getting their tuxedo and their <laughs> suit at four in the afternoon on a Thursday. Right. Like, it's strange, but it looked good on TV. Yeah, and the camaraderie between the two, like the the stars who get critiqued and the critics who yeah, write about them. Yeah, some of them handle it better than yeah. others. But it, it was no, it was a lot of fun. But you're very diplomatic in your reviews. Thanks. You never really insult anybody. So that's I, not true. I mean, I don't insult anybody, but well, I can you speak like, negatively about a movie. Right, but you, I don't think you'd ever you've ever said anything that would then make you afraid to like run into the no, person. Right. No, there I'm are okay. some people out there who. Yeah, they did something weird last night in the show where people would come back from commercial and on the screen and say, hi, I'm Brett Gersky and I'm yeah. a critic and I loved Anne Hathaway and Les Mis, but she stunk in Princess Diaries too. Yeah, there was... And they would cut to Anne Hathaway and she'd be sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, that like, was I. Like, <laughs> right, I didn't get that. It was really <laughs> Backhanded yeah, compliment. Yeah, it was strange. Um, Dark Knight Rises, why do you think that doesn't get nominated and what's the Christopher Nolan thing? Um, I think with the, okay, with with the, the massive expectations that were put on that movie it underwhelmed a little bit for some people right i don't i'm not one of those people i thought it delivered i really enjoyed it and i think what what it lacks from the dark knight possibly obviously is a great memorable iconic performance and tom hardy didn't really give that as bane right they literally put the muzzle on well him. i like the second one but i liked dark knight better right. than dark knight right because because, and of, I think heath, because of the heath i mean he's so good in that movie and right. again changes the tone of the movie that 
I think people were a little underwhelmed by it. Right. So they they passed it over this award season. I'm sure it got some technical categories. Yeah. Now, right. And I don't know. I'm but, sure. It but Christopher Nolan's never been nominated, right? Even Inception, no. and yeah. he's a great director. Getting nominated <laughs> for best director is probably the toughest toughest thing right. out there because they seem to go with what you've done. They, they seem to take into consideration what you've done in the past more so than the other categories do. Right. Because you look at Tom Hooper not getting one for Les Mis or Catherine Bigelow, and I think a big reason why was we honored you two, three years ago. We'll see you again in 10 years. And also maybe they like that better. Like, you know, you know. Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. So right. he's going to get his nomination. Right. They like to kind of throw in a, a surprise sometimes in that category or an offbeat yeah. choice. So that's, that's why. Ben's you, that's, 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 that's Ben's Island. That's Ben's Island and the guy from Amore. Yeah. Michael Haneke. Um, and then right. you're Those left are the with five. two. And then it's David O. Russell for the, you know, for Silver Linings. And yeah. then Ang Lee, so who's, who's won before but hasn't been nominated probably since Brokeback. Right. So, but that's the other thing too. So now you have nine Best Picture nominees, but you can only have five um, directors. Which I'm fine with, but I don't. But then there are four left out. And I just feel four. like I feel like Bigelow and and Affleck and and even Tarantino to an extent should all have been in there somewhere. Right. Well, that's so. yeah. So I not mean, Tom Hooper. So are you not? No. Like wow. Yeah. I mean that that movie I think drags a little and if you don't love musical theater it's obviously tough to get into as yeah. a musical. Don't you think that it's had pretty the, impressive. It, I enjoyed the movie. Well, it had I the potential to be one of those like okay let's give it to Les Mis kind of things. This yeah, year, I think but it'll it never, get the Golden Globe for Right. But before the, it came out I felt like there was this momentum that like we're all waiting for Les Mis yeah. and then Tom Hooper and Les Mis are going to win. It did really well at the box office. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. But I thought it was going to be like something that was just an easy pick for Best Picture but then yeah. I saw it and it, for me it didn't live up to Argo. or. I don't think there's or, really ever an easy pick for best picture yeah, there is for true. the acting categories like Anne Hathaway is a lock a lot um, yeah. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is probably a lock yeah um, but when it comes to best picture I'd still always kind of down on the wire yeah especially this year so that's the thing so for people because people keep saying how can a movie be nominated for picture and not director yeah and so the reason is that it's the nine versus five yeah of course so of There's course four are going to get left out so. right so Ben Affleck wasn't nominated. I talked to somebody um, in the industry yesterday. I emailed them, and I was like, how is it possible that Ben Affleck didn't get nominated? And they wrote back saying that the branch of the Academy that, like, votes for the um, director Oscar is much smaller than, like, the DGA. Mm -hmm. So the DGA is, like, excitedly celebrating him, but maybe the branch of the Academy is kind of, like, slow down Ben Affleck. There's always politics behind it. Maybe they're intimidated by the fact that this actor is trying to be a director now or steal their thunder. Whatever it is, it's a smaller branch of people that maybe are, like, Ben Affleck, slow down. See, again, I think the the best director is sometimes on back order. I mean, you saw it with Scorsese Mm. not winning until he departed. I know. You're right. So I think with Affleck, it's like they're almost waiting for him to build a body of work, and then (sighs) they'll give it to him in 10 years when he does something killer. (laughs) Right. That's so political. You're right. Scorsese didn't win forever. stupid, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But Spielberg didn't win for a long time, too. That's true. So it's very rare when you get uh, Spike Lee gets nominated for, you know, Do the Right Thing. Right. Uh, or I think, I think he did. John Singleton. Singleton got nominated for Boys, Boys in the Hood. Hood yeah. I don't think Spike got nominated. I don't know. I don't think Woody Allen got nominated for a while. Right. Um, it's almost Oscars are up for directors kind of on back order. That's interesting. For some people. But then you have, you know, the guy from The Artist or the guy from Amore. Right. They just come love, out of nowhere. Yeah, or Tom Hooper. Love those even. movies. Yeah. And, and, and responded. That's right. Um, so those are the ones that were left out. We talked about those. Um, David O. Russell, I was happy to see in there. Ben Zeitlin. So you've been tweeting about Ben Zeitlin. Did you meet him early on? I think I met him in passing at camp, but I didn't, I didn't for whatever reason, cover that movie. You know, I work at oh, Extra. So it's right. like they don't care about that Beasts. movie until now. Right. Now they're like, oh, can we get Has the anybody seen 
Canadian the Grove? Is, right. Can we get her on the trolley in the fountain? Like, right. She'd be great right. with Mario. Right. You know? like, <laughs> so that's what happens with those kind of shows. Yeah. Um, so best actor. Let's talk about that category. So Bradley Cooper, Silver Linings Playbook. Daniel Day-Lewis, Lincoln. Hugh Jackman, Les Mis, Rob. Joaquin Phoenix, The Master. Denzel Washington, Flight. So we talked about this with John Hawk. So are you – how do you feel about those five? Um – I, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think it's a good year for Best Actor. It was a tough year. I like the uh, the nomination for Joaquin, even though I didn't like the movie. Really, I, the performance is so big. It's it seems so like the Academy intense. didn't really like and, the movie either because they did. Well, they, they gave it three acting three, awards. Yeah, but that's what but it that's is. It. It's an actor's piece, right. I think. And as much as it's a writer director, Paul Thomas Anderson, like I didn't really enjoy the results of his writing and directing, but I enjoyed okay. those performances. And that movie, I feel like. Even though it clocks in close to three hours, I feel like I could have watched another three hours and been engaged, but still not have enjoyed it. It's a weird right. movie going. I saw well, because it at eight in the morning on oh, a rainy really? day at Toronto. Oh wow! Coffee in the back, and I just uh, I lost myself in it, but didn't care for it really. Yeah, I don't know. The first forty minutes, I really enjoyed. well. Don't you think you're, you want to see it become this thing where he creates Scientology type just religion? Want something to pay off, right? It I didn't, want something to happen. Something that's right. when he's driving on the bike, you think you're going to see him crash, or when he's in the wood, he's in the mountains with Hoffman and they're digging up the thing. You think he's going to get killed there, or you think something's going to happen? It just kind of right. meanders along and just stops really abruptly. Right. I loved him working after world after the war and trying to find a job in that cabbage farm and the going back to find a girl store and yeah oh right in right the beginning. that beautiful shot when he finally gets on the boat and the boat sails off and you know his life's changed forever but nothing really like grabs a hold of you right and, and sucks you in to pay off I feel like right but. Um, so who else is in, who else is there? Is so Daniel Cooper, Lewis? Bradley, yeah, yeah, Bradley yeah, Cooper, Bradley Oscar nominee. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny because in the last few years he's been the guy from The Hangover, the guy from Wedding Crashers. Yeah, but he's trying like you know with, with the words Oscar and nominee. right the place beyond the pines. Yeah, I think he deserved that. When I saw Silver Linings, I was like, I was like, I didn't know Bradley Cooper had it in him. Yeah, sometimes people just need a shot, and he talked about that in his acceptance speech last right. night. He won oh, best yeah. comedic actor at right. the critics and. Yeah, he talks about getting a shot to do something different. And, right. You know, a lot. He had, he had worked with Robert De Niro in Limitless. Right. right. And then Robert De Niro championed him for some. I don't. Lines. I don't really look at him as a comedic actor so much as just like a, an actor. Like he's almost the same kind of movies I could see like Gerard Butler in or something. Right. Right. Um, he but, started on Alias. But, but he was like a TV yeah. star. And and you know, he he's mostly that. done comedies, the Wedding yeah. Crashers and, and, and things like that. Hangover. But the, some of the best dramatic actors have comedic roots. If you think of Robin Williams or you right. think of sometimes some of the performances over the years that, that well, they, Tom they, Hanks is given. Right. You well, know, the Academy and, likes that too when like a comedic actor gets serious. Yeah, I think we all do. And I almost could have seen Jack Black on that list for Bernie. I haven't seen a, that. A cool, but cool I've heard comedy. that he's like... That was another one I saw in 2011 and for whatever reason they had it on the shelf delayed. for a long time. And yeah, he's I great at that. that. He could have gotten nominated as well. See, I that's thought. so interesting. Jack Black, Jack, Oscar nominee. But. Jack Black and Bradley Cooper are <laughs> Oscar nominated <laughs> actors. Right. Yeah, I don't think so, but... So and Hugh Jackman too. Hugh Jackman's his Hugh Jack- action star. And if anyone's going to upset, I think uh, Daniel Day Lewis, it'll be Hugh Jackman. Oh well, now right because we all knew he could sing and dance from his love of the Tonys and you know the Boy from Oz and all that stuff. But this is the first time we're really going to see it on film. Yeah. he's unrecognizable at times in the movie. He's also the nicest guy. I worked with him nicest on X Men Three. Right he be- is so right nice. before we uh, he did that shot last night with Sam at oh, the yeah. critics where I'm sitting right there. Yeah, and, like going live in 30 seconds. He comes over our table, hangs out, says hi to everybody. Really nice guy. Yeah. He has some Australian coffee company that he's involved with. And at the junket, he brought coffee for everybody. I, think I heard about that. It's giving really it out to people for the holidays. And oh well, that's nice what, yeah. Too. We I saw him on Broadway with Daniel Craig in a mo- in a play called A Steady Rain. Oh yeah, two Chicago cops. 
it's weird, like a British guy right. in Austin, <laughs> Chicago like, accents. Um, and it's the two of them on stools for an hour and a half. That's it, just sitting down telling their story. And How he crushed it. He's, really? He's, he's insanely talented and a nice dude and seems to live a good life. And yeah. I, I tip my hat to his performance in Les Mis. He, um, he's he, really good in it. On, on X-Men 3, it was shot. Oh, um, Christmas time was like coming up. I think we wrapped right before Christmas. And it was in Vancouver, and it was night shoots, and it's dark, and everyone's freezing and working and tired. And he would just like – come with like lottery tickets and just hand them out to everybody like in the hope that somebody wins or like he had these um leather bands made like these bracelets with an x on them like custom made like x-men rap gift and he gave it to everybody signed each like card you know when when you're super a-list like that you can go one of two ways you can be a dick right or you can be like, I'm super rich. People love me. I'm right. just going to enjoy life. And right. Be well, nice it would be to n- well, that's what uh, you know. People forget, like with the Oscar voting, it's people who work in the movie business. So if they've enjoyed working with Hugh Jackman over the years, they I might give it to him. I think it's a big reason why Mickey Work lost a couple years ago. Oh, okay. People were probably Reputation. like, you know what? I worked with that guy ten <laughs> years ago, and he was a dick, and he right. cost me half a million dollars, and I had to send my kid to public school. Right. Like, Fuck Mickey Work. Right. Vote for someone else. Interesting. Like, it's so political. Like, yeah. That's that's the one thing, Brett. You and I are East Coast guys. Who grew up loving movies and a lot of people who are somehow still listening to this podcast <laughs> obviously enjoy movies so <laughs> yeah. you come out here and that's the thing that's kind of like don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain like don't show me that yeah, it's like you get this. disillusioned it's yeah. totally different than from when you remember it as a kid and right. work in it and and there are certain people who can navigate it better than others yeah. that's a big reason why they have a lot of success with getting nominations and awards and that kind of stuff yeah yeah, so. that's true. Um, but like Hugh Jackman, I do think that there's – like if people are voting, are they thinking Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't need a third Oscar? Some people Give might. it to someone Some else people for the first time. That. I mean everybody would approach their ballot differently. Right. You know, some people might take that into consideration or some people might say, you know what? That movie Lincoln is it's such a, a – How can you not? How can you not? It's the, the, he's, the, he's Lincoln. He's the movie. And the movie got 12 nominations. We have to vote for him. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I think you'll see him win. I think you'll see Spielberg win, and I think you'll see the movie win now. That, Lincoln, that, really? That's what I'm feeling right Listen, now. Listen, I oh, love no. Spielberg. He's like a childhood idol. He's one of my. If I could have a dinner party with three people, yeah. he'd be probably one of them. But it's. I didn't walk out of the there and say so that was flat. the best picture of the year. I, I was. I liked it, and it was interesting and educational, and I thought Daniel DeLewis is amazing, and yeah. and Sally Field's great. But I didn't walk out and say I just saw the best picture of the year. Yeah, and oftentimes you have that feeling when you see a, a Slumdog or a oh know, right or something. Slumdog, I knew you know when I saw yeah. it, and I told Danny yeah. Boyle because I got he was another Q and A situation through Fox Searchlight, and I said to Danny Boyle, "You're going to win Best Director," and this was like September, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, no, no, so many more movies are coming out." Like Benjamin Button was coming out. I was like, but thank you for I saying that. That was my was favorite right. movie that year, Benjamin Button. I just loved that Me movie. Me too. I loved it and too. Movie, and I got a lot of shit for it because everyone loves Slumdog. And Slumdog was on but my you list, can like obviously. Both. Yeah. Um, Benjamin Button got 13 nominations. Yeah. Tied for the most ever. And Brad Pitt, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so that we did actor. Yes, did, so actor. So actress. So you mentioned Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty, Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook, Emmanuel Riva, Amor. Quivangene, I'm saying it right. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Wallace, Beast of the Southern Wild, and Naomi Watts, Impossible. I think they got it right. Yeah, I can't think of who's really left out except for Marion Cotillard, Cotillard right. which I would have Rest put her above. over. Um, um, who would you have put her in instead? Emmanuel Riva. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it more yet. You've seen it? Yeah. Um, okay. And it's very good, but I think. I don't know. I mean, Rust and Bone was on my top ten, and it's it's a really cool, unique movie. And yeah. She's great in it, and maybe I could see that performance being looked at as it's really more supporting than it is lead. But oh, okay, because uh, it's really Tomas Schunart's movie. He's kind of the guy who's on screen more than she is. But and they just gave it to her um, 
for La Vie en Rose not yeah. that many years ago. Yeah. Best actress. And these other five here, I don't. none of I them have ever won. Besides Marianne, I can't think of anybody else who would really I mean, someone else who was in the conversation was like Helen Mirren, but Hitchcock, like, it wasn't Oscar no, to no, me. No, Hitchcock's a TV movie. Right. It's, it's, it's I wanted for to love it. For people who love old movies in old yeah, Hollywood, yeah. but it's not. Right. On the same level um, as so these kind of movies. Fun, some fun facts about this category. Emmanuel Riva's oldest person ever nominated for Best Actress. She's 85. Quaman Janet, youngest person ever nominated for Best Actress at nine years old. So they both broke records. So I think their nomination is kind of their win. Yeah. And so then... And unless, it brings a lot of attention to those movies. Right. That's what this stuff... That, that's exactly. the good that comes like out of these award shows and yeah. all this self-congratulatory right. bullshit. It is that, funny. Like, now all of a sudden people are like, what's Beast oh, of Southern Rock? Oh, go check that out. Right. Yeah, so Which that, actually I think is going to happen with The Impossible, the Naomi Watts movie. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a movie I would put in my box set of films that are really good, but I will never watch again. Right, torturous. I'll put that right next to There Will Be Blood and United ninety three, <laughs> right. and Malcolm X, and just movies that you respect and admire and appreciate. But you, you never are in the mood to watch. I don't think on a Friday night I'm going to get in the mood to go home and, and watch and, the impossible and, and watch the impossible. Right. Tom Holland is very good. He's the, 16, young, the, the, boy. the young boy. I think he's sixteen now. His first movie. Right. Um, yeah, and it's so, a true story true about stories. the, 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 the real family was Spanish, but here they make them, you know, you and Hollywood. and Naomi Watts. Um, <laughs> but funny. yeah, yeah, you know, it's, uh, the, 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 during the tsunami, um, right? So it's really scary. So much. then it, that means it comes down to Jessica Chastain and Jennifer Lawrence. So it depends if they yeah, don't. So like, I would, they're both amazing. I would think the logical thinking is that well, if they didn't nominate Catherine Bigelow for Best Director. Mm. They probably don't enjoy that movie as much as they enjoy Silver Linings Playbook, which they nominated for Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, all four all acting, four categories. acting categories. It kind of almost reminds me of The Fighter when you saw right. Christian Bale and, and Melissa Leo win. You right. might see that with, with De Niro and Jennifer Lawrence maybe. Yeah, I would um, love that. I could see that happening. So I, I hope it's Chastain though. I think Chastain – and the thing is Chastain she is, is so much up momentum. is that – it's not even her best work, and she is incredible in it, and she's yeah. worthy of an Oscar. But everybody who knows her and knows her work <laughs> knows that she can do crush it even more than that. I right. don't know. She's right. She's you're not, right. Maybe they'll wait and say Jessica Chastain. She gets more. put in the Hugh Jackman category too of just really easy, nice people to yeah. deal with. Yeah, I'm friends with her manager, world. and so I've heard about her for years, she's and I awesome. knew she had like. 10 movies in the pipeline and then yeah. they all came out last year yeah. and then she got nominated for the help and all of a sudden she became like this household name yeah, and, but, no, and she lives a normal life and is a yeah. real person and brings her grandma to all the award killer. shows she he, seems very just, sweet I hope she wins okay Jessica Chastain yeah. and then best supporting actor so this is what's interesting here so I had said that's the toughest category right so Leonardo DiCaprio I think had he been included in the five he would have won because all the other guys already had Oscars right mm-hmm. the other four would have possibly yeah. so in this case this is the first time in history that the five nominees all already have Oscars. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not like an Adrian Brody situation where like he was nominated against right. these veterans so they gave it to the new guy. Even if you had, if you had put Javier Bardem in that category, he would have already oh, right. had an Oscar. Oh, right, exactly. He was close for Skyfall, but of course... Right, and they've all kind of won, I mean, some more recently than others. So for me, the big snub was Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought he was going to win, so now it's hard to predict. But... Um, so Christoph Waltz, we said, has won before for Inglourious Bastards. Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. He beat Leonardo DiCaprio for Gilbert Grape yeah. that year, actually. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman has won for Capote. De Niro has won for Godfather 2 and Raging Bull, right, I believe. And um, Alan Arkin won for Little Miss Sunshine. I could see De Niro and, and Daniel Day-Lewis both winning, and it would be the third Oscar for each of them, right? 
Um, yes, it would yeah, be. Right, I right, right. See that that would be interesting. storyline this right. year. Um, but I guess that's as a really they tough have, category. That is really tough. Yeah. I guess as the Oscars go on, though, that's why these statistics are like, first time two people have won three. Right, well, yeah, right, right, it's right. been going on for 85 years. <laughs> so it's um, but And then supporting actress, we agree, is just a lock for Hathaway, right? Yeah. So supporting actress is Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, Anne Hathaway, Les Mis, Helen Hunt, The Sessions, Jackie Weaver, Silver Linings Playbook. I... I think they got that exactly right too. Because you know, a lot I, of Twihards are mad. No Kristen Stewart no for Kristen. on the road. Oh right. Um, but I see ja- uh, Jackie Weaver was like the wild card, I guess, the fifth slot. But yeah. I wanted her to get it the whole time. I just like her. I thought she was good in the movie. You know, somebody was saying last night Octavia Spencer yeah. presented. I know she's got some movies at Sundance, so we'll see. Yeah, some Fruit stuff from her. Oh right, but, she'll be back at Sundance. But she hadn't done, we haven't seen her in a movie since The Help. Really. Well, right after. Um, Sundance last year, she went to Prague to make Snowpiercer with Chris right, Evans. Right. And they so were out there for like exactly four years. That, that comes out this year. So that's what happened, yeah. So, yeah. That was the follow-up. She followed up the help, and he followed up Avengers. You know, I hope what comes out of this Oscars, too, is that a lot of these winners don't suffer from the Oscar curse. Which I know. Which is alive and well. You know, I interviewed I know. Bars Whitaker the other day for The Last Stand. I'm trying to think, what has he been in that's been good since The Last King of Scotland? Well, I think Daniel Day-Lewis we don't have to worry about. There's no curse for him. De Niro, we don't have to worry about. No, if but, he well, but De Niro's made a lot of shitty movies oh, yeah. in the last 10, 15 years. I did years. not like Little Fockers. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, you think of like Halle Berry when she won the Oscar for Monsters Ball and then Catwoman made some interesting Well, choices. Well, what happens is you start to get offered a lot of money, which doesn't always equal the good Oscar-type movie, that, right? Yeah, that's why... Uh, you know, you get your money now from doing your franchise movies, yeah. and your big blockbuster movie. Right. I think the, I think for a lot of these people who win the actual Oscar and then they go and they take pay jobs for movies that are kind of like a mid-level size, it kind of hurts them. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Anne Hathaway because she's sort of been chasing the Oscar for a while now yeah. with Rachel getting married. Yeah. Does she sell out now? Well, like, no, but see, you, after, you you get paid by doing The Dark Knight. You get oh, paid right. by doing something right, right, right. smart and good. Oh, that's another question, actually. Do you think Dark Knight helps her and Hunger Games helps Jennifer Lawrence? Absolutely. The fact that they're in these franchises yeah. that keep the movie business see, alive. that's what you do. You, you do those movies that are franchises and they're big but are looked at as you work with Gary Ross. You work with Christopher Nolan. You work with like an A-list director and right. you make it kind of arty as well as you're getting paid. Right. But I think the days of doing those like, you know, a movie like Premonition or something, like a mid-level kind of movie is just not good for a Holly Berry or I mean, even Sandra Bullock since she's, I mean, she's been through a lot personally, so she's not going <laughs> to, she hasn't been working as much. Right. But, you you know, the movie she's coming out with now, I don't know, aren't aren't very good, I feel. Well, I was surprised to see Although the trailer. Although the one trailer. she was in last year with Tom Hanks got a Best Picture nomination. I forget. The oh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. close. Right. Extremely depressing and really tough to watch. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but the one thing I will the one say, with Melissa McCarthy right now that yeah. looks pretty stupid. I've so seen that know. trailer so many times. You know what's funny? The trailers over the holidays, you would see The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, and then you would see the Jason Ide- Identity that yeah. Thief with Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. And I was like, it's don't show those back to back. It looks like, you know, this is very similar. I've had that though with certain days where you go see like three or four movies in a day and like Catherine Keener will be in two of the movies and <laughs> right. like, you're forgetting which character right. she is or I had one the other day that happened with James Gandolfini where I saw like Killing Them Softly, Zero Dark Thirty and something else like back to back to back. It's yeah. like too much Gandolfini. Yeah, is. exactly. Um, right, and, and you don't cool. see him for so long. He's very good too in, 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 uh, in Zero Dark and that's what I liked about Zero Dark is that Chastain's the one constant yeah. but there are all these key figures that come, you know, coach from Friday Night Lights, uh, yeah. uh, Jason Clark, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and 
um, Joel Edgerton. And Kyle and Chandler from Friday Night Lights Ka- is also an Argo. Yeah. He's in like two of the Good best movies of the year. Yeah. Um, Zero Dark Thirty actually comes in, out uh, today. In the Wolf of Wall Street movie that they're I think saying so, yeah. Leo will get He's just got that look. He's got like a look that like works. How killer is Leo, movie. though? He does. Man. He, he doesn't get nominated for Django, but he does Gatsby coming up with Baz Luhrmann. Exactly. And he's got the Wolf of Wall Street again. Well, that's the thing. No one's like, worried about him. I think they just, our generation just wants him to have an Oscar because he's done so much yeah. good work. Um, and he's. And the, the thing he's that, really the only actor I can think of who I've never been like. He's in a shitty movie just to get a check, right? I can't. Even he's if, never. Even done if you it. don't like a movie like Shutter Island, or if you don't right. like Gangs of New York, or whatever, right. he never. They're still it. like ambitious and smart, high quality pieces right. of film. Like now, everything he does is Oscar caliber. You're not like, oh, probably. he's just in that to raise his international profile. Right. Or, oh, he's just in that to get a check. Right. Like, he just. And I've seen. You know, I've worked. I, we all. All of us have friends and work in this silly town, and mm-hmm. I've seen emails from from them that being like, Leo just said, "Hey, I want to work with this director." Like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of so and so," and he's involved in a lot of movies behind the scenes that yeah. maybe he's not even a producer. Well, on the or, story is that he told Daniel Day Lewis to be Lincoln really? for Spielberg. Have I you heard that? No, I hadn't. Like Spielberg somehow went through Leonardo DiCaprio to get but to that's Daniel Day Lewis because of a lot gangs of the top, New York. A lot of the top people they they know that you know what a good it takes to make a good movie and they're yeah. they're kind of championing great films and so he like I don't know he's somebody who I really just respect me too is on it but yeah it, and the funny thing is too you'll see him like out in LA he's just like a normal guy who goes out with his life. friends it's Lives really life. right um, he's so not he's not so like what a recluse else? what other categories we have I think um, we yeah we covered everything the one uh, one fact I wanted to say with Silver Lining's Playbook so um, all four of them were nominated in one in each of the acting categories which hasn't happened since Reds in 1981 and yeah. so on top of that Red Dawn worst movie of the year Oh, you didn't like that? I, I didn't see it. it. Oh, it's so bad. Really? That was my that was oh, my worst? stinker. You don't do, you don't yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know I, you list worst. I, I didn't have a worst list. It's on that um what else? on that YouTube channel I work with Cinefix. Oh, yeah, Cinefix. Yeah, my worst of the year is up there or whatever. Any others you can uh, what remember? Else is on there? I'll um, watch it. All three Tyler Perry movies made it as one selection. Um so you have to see everything, right? I try to. Yeah, I, I yeah. Cuz I, I can skip I, a, I a couple see movies here as I can. Yeah. Um but what I forget what else was on my worst of the year list, but Definitely, Red Dawn was by far the worst. Right. Well, the two last categories I want to talk Battleship. about. Battleship. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. See, I can avoid things End that I know. the world is happening. Aliens are invading. <laughs> you send Rihanna in a rowboat out to check it out? No. It's terrible. Right. Um, and the box I- office. Well, the other two categories I was going to talk about were screenplay. Uh-huh. Because this is a filmmaking yeah. discussion. Um, so, adapted screenplay. Uh, Argo, Chris Terrio, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Lucy Alibur, and Ben Zeitlin. Life of Pi, David McGee, Lincoln, Tony Kushner, Silver Linings Playbook, David O. Russell. The only thing – I would have thought maybe Les Mis would get in there because it's an adaptation of this play, yeah. um, musical. But I would have liked to see Perks of Being a Wallflower because it was this book. That's a and, really sweet movie. Yeah. And I think it's probably got to have some Independent Spirit Award nominations Yeah, I really liked it. Right? I was, like, I very know, moved so. by that yeah, that's, And I, I like Nina Dobrev a lot and, yeah. and Logan Lerman. She looked great last night at the Critics' um, Choice. Who Nina else? Uh, in that, yeah, Emma Watson. Yeah, it's a really, that's a really cool – Yeah. And the, the writer-director – It's a good movie. The writer-director um, also wrote the book. He's the author of the book, which is yeah. rare that you adapt your own thing into sure. a movie. Um, so that was missing from there. Who do you think wins adapted screenplay? I think they'll probably give it to Lincoln. Right. Because Tony Kushner, right? Yeah, but I would probably... What, what are the nominees again? Argo, Beasts, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, I would probably give it to Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Probably. What's Beasts adapted from? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I would probably give it to Silver Linings because that's just a movie that is all... 
character mm. and dialogue and sto- and and scene structure and all that stuff. Argo was actually adapted from articles I read, well, like yeah. Wired magazine article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's they show cool. that at the end, I think. Remember? Yeah, uh, I think Maybe. so. Well, I saw um, an interview. Carson Daly interviewed the and author. Was a, of the and then originals. Uh, so original is Amor, um, Michael Haneke, uh, Tarantino. Yeah, Django Unchained, Tarantino, Flight, John Gatton's Moonrise Kingdom, Wes Anderson, Roman Coppola, and Zero Dark Thirty. Mark Ball. I'd love to give it to. It's interesting. Zero Dark Thirty's original and Argo's adapted. Um, I, I would love to. <laughs> right. give it, you know, I would love to, very to, to see it to go to Wes Anderson because I think that's, Moonrise Kingdom. That's. Yeah. Um, you know, huh. Yeah, a, that one's a movie be that could have gotten that ten slot, like we said, for Best Picture. And yeah, and you know it's interesting it's all that like character this year usually structure. it's so much more obvious what's going to happen. This I is think the it first will be. Year, I think maybe as it smart, gets closer. I think they're smart in in putting the nominations earlier, but I think as we see the Golden critics Globe. last night, the Globes, the SAGs, it'll become a little more obvious closer to Oscar, BAFTA, all that shit. Right. I guess it does get more obvious. Yeah. Isn't it? That's why it's fun now. And well, yeah. I'm glad do you remember, I come on the podcast now. Right. It, exactly. Right. February. I'm a we'll be repeating. You'll be like, Anne Hathaway keeps winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like when we were kids, it was like the Oscars and sort of the Golden Globes were like the stepsister of the Oscars or whatever. But um, so it used to be suspense until the Oscars came out. Then all of a sudden it was like Critics' Choice, but the, all these well, other a lot, of, a lot of the reasons why the Oscars struggle, and they don't, they, they think it's, they need to get a younger audience, they think they need to get movies that more people have seen. It's not that. It's that all the other award shows, because it's 2013, because there's so much media out there right. now, they're just so well documented and so well covered. The Oscars would be smart to just be the to move up, right? Be ahead be of first. the Globes. Be the first one if you want. But they want to be last really. to be like pack the punch, I right. guess. At the end, and it's that, like a road to Oscar. So, like for example, right. Octavia Spencer. When I saw the help, I knew she won just seeing it. And then I watched her, and she's you know, and I watched then, like, her I just win every single it's best the road Oscar. Actress. But then they 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 suffer because the month of February is so crowded with. NBA All-Star Weekend, the right. Super Bowl, the Grammys, right. you know, there's all this stuff that, that gets in the right. way. By the so, time the Oscars come, it's like, just give it to them already. Yeah, uh, but that's the Oscars problem, is that the SAG Awards has live coverage and tweeting and podcasts. Yeah, I noticed they did a red carpet thing last night from Critics' like, Choice, which totally, I don't know if they live carpet that. from the Critics' Choice. Right. It's so much. The Independent Spirit Award, the BAFTA is like... Right. I've covered a lot of those things, like, intensely, you know. Yeah, I, we did sure. the, the BAFTAs one year with Seacrest, like, four hours live and multiple setups and on E. And then it's, like, the BAFTAs. And one, right. like, there's so much awards coverage. that when you were a kid, you, you'd see the Globes and then you'd see some photos of the dresses in magazines. And right. then it was the Oscars. Like, right. the SAGs weren't on TNT. Right. The critics weren't on, you know, CW. So I was much. really surprised. Like, I was like, what network is this yeah. Too much coverage on these other shows kind of makes everybody exhausted by the time the Oscars come. Back. Right? Do you think Oscars still hold the same way? Are we just jaded because we live here? Do no, the Oscars are still they, they still, still matter the because they, you see it affects the business and you see how it not just brings more money to the winners after they win, but it brings attention to these movies. Like no one would see Beasts of the Southern <laughs> Wild without an Oscar nomination. Right now, there are going to be people across the country, across the world, yeah. who will see this movie, will talk about it, and will yeah. get to experience film. So, as much as fun as it is to like shit on the whole process, and no, yeah, like, but it's thing, fun to, to predict. I that's like what it does. It. Yeah, you know, and it makes those movies, and it, and even the movies that don't get nominated, just their campaigns and their chase to get there, like brings attention well that's why i wonder if the ben affleck snub so last night he went to the critics choice i wonder if they might give it to argo to make up for the for ever best picture to make up for the lack of i don't the know i feel like a lot of the people who vote 
when you vote for these things, you vote for the same Together, people for right. the most part. Like when I filled out my Critics' Choice ballot, the same people I voted for nominations, I voted to win. And that's like right. you're saying. I mean, yeah. So I, I think uh, I think they 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 did they made a mistake with Argo, and I think the movie's going to suffer for it. For yeah. Best picture. Well, I know with uh, with Amor, I looked. You know, this week everyone started talking about it so so much that I looked it up to see where it was playing, and it's only in one theater in L.A. Yeah. So if it's only That'll in one theater in, in, in L.A., then in where is it? Country. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere else for anyone? But to it, see it. It, but it six did six weeks, it, yeah. and that'll roll out, and that's what these things do. Yeah. Because so. I wrote an article about a month and a half ago with like my early predictions. I mean, it was so early that I had Russell Crowe in there for <laughs> Late Miss. But um, you know, I picked like six for each category, and Amor wasn't even in the conversation at the time. Yeah. And so then today I'm publishing like an updated one on imrogue.com, and it'll have. Do you read Scott Feinberg's yeah, stuff from the Hollywood Reporter? Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. Oh, yeah. Scott like Feinberg, his Twitter is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain good. people who. Um, Dave Carger. Dave, I was going to say Dave Carger, Scott Feinberg, yeah. Ben Lyons. Me, yeah, right. Those are Some the guys. Like the Knicks and Carmelo. Well, no, and the movie <laughs> stuff. You're right. Um, but uh, even though we're talking about how exhausting the awards are, there is one more thing I want to do with you, which is. Just a quick prediction of the Golden Globes, just to see how yeah. good we are at predicting. I this think stuff. basically it'd be Les Mis for best musical or comedy. Okay. I think you'll see Lincoln drama. win for drama. Really over Argo? Ah, actually, that's good. It's a good call. Yeah, they, they'll go with Argo. Okay, so they'll go Argo and actor they'll go, drama. Uh, I'm going to say Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, actor, comedy, musical, or Bradley Cooper. Or you they'll think go Hugh Jackman? Okay, actress, drama, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, actress, comedy, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, yeah. those two. It yeah. seems obvious, yeah. right? Supporting actor, I'm going to go Leonardo DiCaprio just because. Just because? I think Golden be Globes great, will do it. it. I think the Golden I mean, Globes will do they it. They probably too. would, yeah. And supporting actors, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. So we'll replay this next week and see how we do Are you going? But Are you hanging around the hotel? Are you just loitering no, around the lobby? Know. You know, I, I, well, I did, monkey my, suit my ticket got lost in the mail. Tartar, you know, <laughs> yeah. just we show should face. do it. I don't know. I'm trying to bring Fat Jew, maybe. Oh, really? It's always a good time. We did the Golden Globes two years ago. If he can't go, I'll go in his place. Okay. I might not Medium be. Size I'll be Jew. different entertaining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, so let's talk about what's coming out now because now, so January starts. Like we press reset on 2013. Yeah, it's interesting what happens between like January and March because it's not really a season. It's kind of just like no. But I, I honestly think, think any weekend can be a big weekend at the box office. You right. saw January 4th. Uh, Texas Chainsaw do twenty three million. You'll see Gangster Squad do twenty million this week. Yeah. You'll see, have you seen Gangster Squad? I have seen Gangster Squad. Uh, you'll see what, what else is any coming thoughts out? on Gangster Squad? Gangster Squad is ultra violent, and the violence is the violence. I, I, I couldn't I could have used less of, but okay. it's fun to see Sean Penn in this kind of over the top villain role. Right. It's fun to see period Los Angeles. It looks great. How'd they do that? It yeah, just they looks were shooting awesome. on Hollywood like, It looks, and it's not only just period authentic Los Angeles, like, it also just has a cool kind of art deco feel to it. Like, right. It just pops off the screen in a weird, unique way. That I should tell you, do you know Ruben Fleischer? Do you know him no. socially at all? Uh, he just married Holly Shakur. You know Holly, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Holly, I've known, we were both sure. abroad together 12 years ago. But, um, so I went to their engagement party, which was like a housewarming engagement party, and um, I had met him for the first time. But he he's a young guy, but his background's really comedy, like Funny or Die, Zombieland, 30 Minutes or Less. So when he did Gangster Squad, it's not a comedy at all. No, right? not at all. I mean, there's some funny lines in it. Yeah. Anthony Mackie's really funny in it. Yeah. Gosling has a couple I should talk to him on I the guess, podcast about, about Yeah, he, uh, it just looks great. So And, and Brolin's very good in it. Um, yeah. But this, the violence was more than really? I expected. Yeah. And they and cut I, out. I don't know. My, my take on movie violence is kind of changing now with everything going on. Yeah. And, and when, I always think the idea of violence can be scarier than actually seeing somebody get – 
drilled in the face or I mean watching Jenga the movie opens with a body being ripped in half and it's kind of it's brutal and I know it was trying to remind us that that time period was kind of lawless in a way Mm -hmm. there's a great line towards the end of the movie where Josh Brolin talks about how Los Angeles is really the only city in a major city in America that never really had the, 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 the influence of the mafia and the mob if you will and and Chicago was a corrupt town and New York obviously right. and Miami but you never really saw the mob infiltrate Los Angeles in a big way a little bit um, and that's kind of what the movie's about right and, and yeah I guess it's, that's it's true cool. yeah I don't know We'll see how but what else done. is coming out? And then February's got Beautiful Creatures, which I know we're both excited Emmy Rossum, for. Yeah. Um, so did you see Emmy last night? I did see Emmy last night. She presented. She I don't, presented. I'm not used to presenting. Her, showed off her French. Yeah, she did. Uh, um, that was very Emmy. Uh, Safe Haven coming up with Josh Duhamel, Nicholas Sparks movie. That's right. Well, that's what starts Valentine's to happen Day. is Valentine's Day, right? February. Those kind of movies. So I'm gonna have to have you on every couple months to yeah, like catch up. I don't up know. On if I were a season. studio executive, I, I could get. I had a good movie. I could probably get people excited for it any time of year. I yeah, think, right? that's true. I don't know. I, I'm. What else? And then. Uh, and then Sundance. And Sundance. So next exactly. week, are you, yeah. you're gonna yeah, be there. I'll be there for like eight or nine days. So. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. I'm going for six. I'm going just to be like a dickhead the first four weeks, the first four days, and just hang out and it's you know have snowboard fun. and have fun and then when Catch all the riffraff leaves i'm gonna like just knock out my riffraff for a day so are you calling me riffraff no, you no i'll be there for six. yeah no no no, no, no. i try to see like I mean, three like, a day like you know no, i know what you mean the vitamin water people in right there, i'm gonna so. try to do a podcast from there we're you gonna should. try to figure out a way to do that you should i guess like sunday sure you can find some place to do it yeah we'll collaborate that's my favorite thing is walking down main street with a microphone big yeah no i think this year just gonna be hang out the first couple days and then see as much time. All right, we have to hang. I'm going. Are you going Thursday? I am Thursday. Bright okay. Early. So last but not least, oh, actually, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta, okay. I gotta lunch with Elgin James. You know, oh Elgin yeah, James. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go have lunch with that. Okay. Too. Um, last but not least, we do this thing, the mystery oh, question. Oh yeah, nice. So um, my last guest on the last podcast of, la- of 2012 was uh, Sean Pye from from Desperate Housewives. Okay. He left a question. He le- put a 15 on it for episode 15 which is this mm-hmm. I have no idea what the question is and then you'll leave one for my alright this guess. is a question from the Desperate Housewives dude whose name I can't pronounce Sean right. if you could pick one song movie play etc to represent you forever <laughs> some of your life and who you are as a man wow. or woman what would it be in, in true essence um, oh my that's, that's heavy the whackness really yeah. New York kid New listening York to hip hop music. Down with hip hop, smoke a little weed, run around New York in the nineties. Wow. Yeah. That's true. There you go. Great Fall answer. Love a beautiful girl. Have like a powerful relationship with an adult in your life. Dr. Squires, played by Ben Kingsley. Right. I don't know. The whackness, sure. Great answer. Some of my whole life. That and Star Wars. <laughs> right. I don't know. Just because. Star Wars some of your whole life. I don't you know. directed, by the way, before we go, the you, di- you directed the becoming series when does that come oh yeah out? yeah i think i wanted to talk to uh, you about uh, next week um becoming is a series you can follow um on youtube from um hewlett packard and microsoft that uh that profiles interesting people from nas to johnny knoxville to arian foster from the houston texans ashley green just shot one oh right just cool kind of you know creative chris evans did one right the um, first one. so i do, and they get people who are friends with the subject to direct these little kind of Vignettes on how they got to where they did and right. whatever, and tell fun stories. So I did it on Jamie Lynn Sigler. So that'll come out this week. Jamie Patrickoff, who produced 
Blue Valentine. Nelson and Blue Valentine. He produces the series. So I, I got to see that. So yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, out this week. week. Yeah. All right. Who would okay. you do it on if you could do it on one? I would have done Chris Evans, but maybe Emmy Rossum. I could see you doing that, or like a Ratner, and he could tell stories oh, yeah. of when he would like Listen, throw if you coffee can, at you. If you can connect me to Jamie Petrikoff, I'd love to, to like do Nate that. Nails and buy all the pastrami, right? Stuff like that. Oh, is what, that what it is? You is go that, on what, location. What would you do? What what what, Take, what would you do for Ratner? Ratner? What was like the craziest oh, rock bottom like Ratner? Here. Come on, we'll talk about that off. You were like his assistant, right? So you have to do some wild shit. Yes, nothing. I mean, I can't talk about it on here. That you could tell like your podcast. There's crazy stuff. Like I mean, there's crazy stuff. Like you're flying to Paris to make. Rush not Hour like, 3. Like no, but you stop. I mean, like no, but you stop. No, no. Oh, I worked bottom. for an agent once at William Mars who would make me go to Subway and I would bring back a sandwich order and I would have to put the pickles in a separate bag. And the first time, he didn't <laughs> tell me that, so I got the sandwich and he asked for pickles on it. So I put the pickles on the sandwich, threw the sandwich at me, pickles flying in my face. I have similar stories. Wiping off food <laughs> from your face is kind of rock bottom. As an I have similar stories, but right, I, we'll I can't talk air. about it on here. But uh, all right, so now I have to write a question. So now right? you write a question okay. right here for my next Sweet. guest and we'll seal that in an envelope and we'll open it next time. Okay. Um, what did I want to say? I feel like that's it, I guess. That's it. All right, We're wrapping good stuff. up. Thank Cover you for the doing Oscars. this. I appreciate it. You're my it. first return guest on the Look list. Look at that. All right, so that means we'll I'm... have you back every now and then. Oh, okay, sweet. Talk about um, thanks, mom, for listening to this. You have to send her the link. Yeah, so she's probably the only one still listening an hour into no, our boring conversation. Everybody right. loves it. Thanks, right, cool. Dude. I appreciate Thank you. it. So everybody, tune into Haha JK to listen to all the podcasts, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks. Understood, so keep fighting on when all hope is gone. You live and you learn, the tables will turn. So shine like you should. Hooray for The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.